0: oh my god this is way more than five people i did not think there'd be this many people this is bad i'm not prepared at all most of you leave now this is horrible wow holy shit this is a lot of people this is this is um, okay let me start again hi (laughs) sorry i got i got blown away um this is why you should look at ticket sales before you start the show. um Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for coming up. My name is Sami Shah. Um, this is a show where I'm basically... A, who here listens to News Weekly? All right, who here has never heard News Weekly? What are you doing here? Like, why? Like th- this, I've got a few hostages that are mine, but the rest of you, what is wrong with your life choices? Why well, You're like, News Weekly, Sami Shah. I don't know what either of those things mean, but I'm going to go in for this. All right, cool. Um, Okay, so if you don't know, here's what it is, right? So News Weekly is a news satire podcast that I do, um, and uh, I do it every week, and it comes out, where okay, podcasts, I don't know why I'm explaining podcasts to you now. Let me get this phone out of my, my this phone is in my pocket, and it's just weighing down my jacket, sorry. Um, and, and, I, and I do podcasts, um, where, what am I saying? I do a podcast, and it's, and it's, it's, a, it's reasonably successful as far as podcasts go, um, uh, what is that? <laughs> Look, as far as like podcasts with me involved go, all right? Let's, uh, I'm not a reality TV star. Those are the big numbers. Um, but yeah, so, and, and this is the 100th episode. I, I, I started the, the podcast a few years ago, and I didn't think it would last, and, um, and, and we've reached 100, so uh, that's why there's a lot of people here today, which is, thank you so much. Um. So here's what's going to happen, right, is basically I'm going to talk to you for a bit, which is what I'm doing right now, um, and then at some point I'll do the podcast. And for that I'm going to have to sit down over here and I'm going to have to read off of a script because it's a very scripted, tightly scripted podcast and, and there's like stuff that's going to happen on the screen and um, and laugh. I would appreciate it if you laughed. <laughs> you don't have to, but it would really help me. Not even, like, the po- it just helps me on a personal level, like, on an emotional level. Um, and then um, uh, there's a and a section afterwards. A couple of people have sent in questions already. Uh, but if you have questions, uh, I don't know, you can ask them. Ask anything, actually. Whatever the fuck you want to ask, ask. I don't care. And I will answer it. And then and then that's it. And then we will go off into the night and, and, and spread our joy into the rest of the world, um, which is how I like to live my life. Um, so that's basically the plan here Uh, we are recording this so this is being recorded for audio Uh, there's also like two cameras I think there's one there and one there yeah Um, so two cameras there was a third camera but it got stolen a few days ago right yeah there's there's a proper camera there and someone a punter stole it so or a comedian we don't know They're pretty fucking despicable people. Uh, so now there's a phone camera. Um, so that's recording. Uh, so the video will go on YouTube, where six people will watch it. It's fine. Uh, but the audio will go on the podcast. And that's where most people will um, hear it. And so that's also... I don't know why I'm explaining recording. And, like, do you know how cameras work? Is There's a lens and the light refract... I don't even know how cameras work. Why the fuck am I trying that? Um, it... it Thank you so much for coming out, by the way. There's so many people here. Uh, who, who, uh, who hasn't heard Newsweekly? Again, raise your hands. Why are you here? Uh, I'm waiting for a, uh, like a music concert thing. Is- <laughs> 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 Hang on. You're waiting for a concert, and you thought, let's just walk into this random building and see this Pakistani man talk about something. Uh, what, which concert am I, am I the, uh, the opening act for right now? It's a Metallica cover... B- off, I often feel like I have a hard rock kind of uh, like vibe. Like, what's a... Uh, Metallica cover band. Yeah. That's pretty cool. What's the name? Uh, I, you don't even know the fucking name. <laughs> this has just been a day of you wandering through Melbourne and just seeing where fate takes you. And this could go horribly, but it could go better... I, here's the question. Which one of the two will you remember the most, right? Is whether this... Or the Metallica cover band is what you will walk away going, I'm glad I went to that. Um, So that's what I'm competing against. What's your name? Gareth. Gareth. Nice to meet you, Gareth. No, that's a... So that's what what that's called is crowd work. (laughs) Um... (laughs) And all the kids love it on the TikToks now. Uh, that's what it is now. That's what stand-up comedy is, by the way. I fucking hate it. Like, I love stand-up. I love doing stand-up. And, and this year, I'm taking a year off from, like, the festival circuit. Um, just because it's a little hard. Like, I have a baby, and and, and, and I haven't slept in two days already. And, and so I was like, you know, I'll take a year off, and... And, and I'll just do like this one show now. But most of stand-up isn't even doing live shows anymore. It's just going up to audience members and be like, what's your name? And he goes, Gareth. And I'm like, ha, you're a fucking idiot, Gareth. And then I, I put that on TikTok and like a million people watch it. And then I'm performing in a stadium while Gareth is just like, everyone thinks I'm a fucking idiot now. Like that's his life. That's what happens. I, uh, uh, anyone, anyone leave town for the, for the holidays? Anyone go anywhere? What kind of... <laughs> losers are you? <laughs> I, really? No one wants you anywhere outside Melbourne, huh? That is... I went, I went, I went to... Um, I, I took a drive, I went to um, regional New South Wales, Port Macquarie. We drove, oh yeah. Way. I just asked, did anyone leave <laughs> Melbourne? And you didn't say shit. <laughs> Why, uh, so Port Macquarie? Yes. Oh, cool. And uh, w- Can I ask where? We were in the Lauriton and um, Lake Eye? Area, uh, although yeah. it's C A T H I E, yes. right? No, it's not. It's, it's yeah. not C A T H I E. They pronounce it C A T I. It's it's caty. So anyway, this is my gripe against New South Wales. <laughs> um <laughs> All right. So here's the question: Did you go in the water? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So I I I did as well, and it's a big thing for me. I'm not an ocean person. I don't try. There's sharks and that shit. <laughs> And I don't like, and I, like, everyone's like, oh, you should just go and fuck that, all right? Like, there are genuinely sharks there, and every, and Australians always like, you are more likely to get hit by a car crossing the road. Yes, but the car doesn't have fucking teeth, all right? Like, it's not, every time a person dies by shark attack, it's a victimless crime, in my opinion. That is collateral damage, whenever that happens, because you're going into there. no one is with me on this. <laughs> Right, so that's the thing. I went in, so ev- everyone shamed me. I went there, and I'm like, I'm not going in the water. And everybody was like, you're an idiot, you're a coward. You're so, you came from Pakistan, and you're scared of the ocean. What a loser. And I was like, I don't know what one thing has to do with the other, but fine, I guess we're doing that now. And finally, I went into the ocean, and the next day, there was a bull shark sighting in the water, and we all had to evacuate. Did that happen when you were there? All right, so... Lots of dolphins. Also, fuck dolphins. Everyone's like, dolphins are cool. They rape. <laughs> I've read that. They, are we pro rape now? No, that's that's dolphins. That is, no, too too soon, too hard. Um, <laughs> ease you into the <laughs> dolphin material. <laughs> I um, no. So, did, did you fly? Where, how did you get? Okay, I dro- we drove. So I drove all the way from here to Port Macquarie, uh, and it's fascinating I, uh, if you uh, like because I'm done with flying, i'm fucking sick of flying. I hate flying I'm sick of it every uh, it's because of airport security i can't I'm done with it like I can't do that anymore. I can't stand there like with my belt in my hand, like this the, the, I don't know what this is, position is. all it do- all this is is me wanting to blow up the plane now like that is what this is and and what happened was, like because a few weeks ago, I flew to Perth. I had work in Perth, and I flew to Perth. And, and I got into line at airport security. And they, and this, and they pulled an old old white lady out. Could they do the random checks? And they random checked an old white lady. Like the oldest white lady I've ever seen. She was so sweet. Like she was like bent over. And she was like n- 160 years old. And, and, she, and, and they like, made her take her shoes off. And, like, at the they're making her empty out her bag. And, and I love, I love old white ladies. I do. I love them. They're so sweet. They always have, like, the best stories about their first love who went to the Great War and never came back. Or, and they collect teapots, and, and they're really good at scrabble always, and, and they always get on trams and say racist things to Asian students. And, but they're so adorable. What are you going to do about it? Like, they're the apex predators of Australian racism. And... <laughs> And they made this old white lady like do this whole check and then they didn't check me. (laughs) And I was I I was offended. I was like, How fucking dare you? Like I could take over a plane. Like how anyone here is me? It's most likely gonna be me. And the fact that they don't even think that, if I'm not being checked, can we stop now with racial profiling? Because I'm pro racial profiling. If you're gonna do it and they're gonna do it, just be specific. Just check me, and let everyone else go, and we get on the plane quicker. Stop this fucking nonsense with like random checks and everything. No, like just do the brown guys. We're most likely gonna do it, but also we're not doing it in Australia. I'm not taking over a plane to Perth. Nobody's, nobody's hijacking a flight to Perth. Al Qaeda has no plans on Perth. Like I, I know I'm on their mailing list. I. Ex- Subscribe to the Substack. It is Al-Qaeda is not like, and then we will go to Perth. <laughs> what? <laughs> Just checking if you're paying attention. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Like, that's... I can't, I can't do it. I can't. So that's why we drove. We drove from here to um, Sydney, um, and then up po- in Sydney for a night, and then from there to Port Macquarie. Uh, it's kind of cool. I like the drive. I love the long drives. I love driving through regional Australia, because it reminds you how fucking cool it is to live in a city. Um... <laughs> It is. Every, like, every now and then, people are like, oh, I'd love to live in the country towns. And then you go through a country. I, we drove through one country town where there was a sign that said, fish and chips in Chinese. And I was like, they are not doing any of those right. Like, that is a guarantee, right? like there is And here's the thing, by the way. Here's what I noticed is if you're wondering where all the anti-vaxxers now live, it's in country towns. It is just... There were so many signs on the highway between here to Sydney that was just... It was handmade. Like, it was amazing. Like, it was just someone had handwritten a sign that was like, say no to the WHO. Which I was like, that is a lot of... Co- that's Bush poetry, I think. That is what... Bush, right? And, and they... <laughs> that's pretty funny. I just fucking came up with that. And that deserved more, I'll be very honest. Step it up. I... <laughs> but no, like, it was amazing. There's another set. This is all true. These are signs you see. And, and, and there's another one that was like, um, what is, it, it was the conspiracy is a lie. And then it had a syringe underneath it, drawn. But I thought, cause I drove past it really fast, I thought that was a battery. <laughs> so I was like, you know what? Battery charging is a fucking lie. <laughs> I do agree. And then my daughter was like, that's a syringe. I am like, ah, oh, that makes more sense. Yeah, that is... But, but like, that, it's amazing. I do admire the hope of a a country town anti-vaxxer who just grabbed a piece of cardboard, made their art, and put it up there, and they're like, this is me to the world. Like, I was just like, this is more inspiring as an artistic statement than anything anyone is doing in Melbourne. Like, this is bold, you know? No? All right, fine. Um... No, I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I'm also tired. That's also part of it because I've, um, you know, I've, I've got two kids and I've uh, got two daughters um, because I'm a feminist. And, um, <laughs> and some people are like, I believe in women having equal rights. I was like, I make women. <laughs> That's what I do. <laughs> no, I do. I have two daughters. Uh, one's 14 uh, and the other one is eight months old. Um, so that's the trick, is wait till one is old enough to babysit the other. <laughs> that's the way I'm doing that. Uh, but no, it's, it, it's, it's interesting having the two daughters because, uh, I've, I've got that experience. Anyone here with, with multiple kids? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah? yeah? uh, w- w- how many kids do you have, sir? Two? two? Uh, uh, and, and can I ask, like, boy, girl? Uh, uh one boy and one, um, non-denominational. Oh, really? Uh, okay. 11 and 21. All right. So you kind of did something oh. similar there. Divorces are involved? No. Really? Because my fault is divorces here. Uh. So you just have slow-release sperm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Interesting. So you, you would have had a very similar experience. When I had my first child, I think it changed something in my brain. Like it made me more empathetic towards the world where I used to think things I remember like when my first when my daughter was born my first daughter, I used to think things like the world is better because babies are in it and and we should can we should care for all humans because all humans were once children, and all children need to be loved and if all humans were loved like children like I used to think beautiful thoughts like that, <laughs> and then I had my second child. <laughs> And now I'm like, fuck everyone else. I'm done. I have no empathy left because all my empathy goes towards these two children, and now I'm out. I have no more empathy left for anyone. Like, like I can't. Like, boys? Like, that's what I'm, I'm grateful I have two daughters. Like, I, I'm so happy because sons, like, I'm sorry. Fuck sons. <laughs> sons are a fucking nightmare. These days every like every I'm so glad, glad I don't have sons because everyone like who's got a son now is just like I don't know my 3 year old is on the internet watching Andrew Tate videos <laughs> and like he calls me a breeder like I can't I don't know how to handle it now just like I can't I can't handle that I can't I've got my daughters that's great I don't cuz there's a whole crisis of masculinity I don't know if you guys have heard about this. There's yeah. articles, right? There's articles are in the Atlantic and the ABC sometimes has them. Like there's a crisis. Of no one is teaching boys how to become men. No one ever taught boys how to become men. The only way a boy has ever been taught how to become a man is you spend your whole life looking at your father and going, just not like him. Just <laughs> not, I don't want to be him. And then you turn forty, <laughs> and you go outside one day, and you notice that your neighbor has parked their car too far from the edge of the footpath, <laughs> and you're like this fucking idiot, and they're like ah, I became him. That's I'm screwed now. That's how it happens. Like there, there's no like I, I came up in Pakistan in like the 80s. No one was teaching us how you know like like toxic masculinity. They talk about now. Do you know what we had to deal with? My mom told me I shouldn't eat tamarind because it might give me breasts (laughs) this is not even a stand-up bit this is just me now realizing very recently what the fuck like why couldn't i eat tamarind like why like uh, tamarind it's a sour anyway it's a thing any south asians in the room tonight yeah see this is why i need to diversify my did you raise your hand (laughs) Do you identify as south asian or (laughs) yeah are you actually south asian wait what where are you from Punjabi. Uh, that's not where you're from. That's just like an oh, ethnicity. Right. Like right. I'm not from India. Asia. Right. Yeah, uh, Asia. All of Asia. Malaysia. Malaysia. That makes more sense. Um, so uh, whereabouts in Malaysia are you from? I'm Kale. Kale. And, and uh, did you grow up there? Did you grow up here? I grew up there. Oh. And did you have tamarind sweets there? tamarind. <laughs> <laughs> Fish curry with tamarind. Right. And how you're... <laughs> Did you have this? Is it, Am I just crazy? No, I mean, Is it just my mom or a <laughs> thanks? Great. It's fucking. That's so why I, I shouldn't have South Asians in my crap. Um, now nah, I I don't know. I'm just like the whole thing. It, it's just I I'm, I'm, I do think now I don't care anymore about anything. Like I think I've I've grown like as a as a as a as a dad now. I'm too busy with the two kids to give a shit about anything else. I don't care about anything else now. Like 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 racism. I used to care so much about, like, racism. I used to be like, oh, racism is an important issue. Which I don't give a shit anymore. <laughs> I don't. I used to care. And then two, <laughs> two weeks ago, this is true, I went to a Vietnamese restaurant. And I sat down. And I was waiting. And uh, this guy walked past twice. He was Asian. And the third time he walked past, I was like, hey, we're ready to order now. And he said, I don't work here. And I, all I said was, I'm so sorry. <laughs> and upon that moment, I have spent my entire life going, how hard is it to not be racist? Turns out it's pretty fucking hard. It's, like, it's actually pretty easy to be racist, is what I discovered in that moment. So I'm not, I'm not saying anything. Let white people be in charge. I broke something. <laughs> is that okay? Yeah, it's fine. All right, great. <laughs> Let white people be in charge. It's fine. We don't need to. Also, like, everything's, like, uh, what, I'm going to put me in charge now. No, I don't. I don't. I'm not. I don't know how to do anything. It's fine. Let them be in charge. Let us complain. That's <laughs> the right equation. Right? No, I, don't, I don't care about stuff. I don't, I don't care about misogyny. Like, that's a thing. We have to care about now. Like, every all the time, like, everyone's like, oh, misogyny is bad. And uh, there's all these articles. Like, in the newspaper, like, the age, always, every month in the age, there's an article about how, you're, it's always an, an old bald man, and his article is, why can't we compliment women in the workplace anymore? <laughs> it's always the same article. Every, a different bald man, same <laughs> article. <laughs> why can't we compliment women in the workplace anymore? You can't say anything to women in the work. Yes, you can. You can compliment women in the work. You can say anything to a woman in a workplace as long as you do it in a gay voice. And that <laughs> Oh my god, tits look amazing. Like that's fine. I want to bury my face in yes, like that is okay. <laughs> I don't I don't care. <laughs> Trans issues. Too soon. Okay. Go with something easier. Israel-Palestine? No? All right, I'll, go back, I'll go back to trans, I'll go back to trans. I'll go back to trans. Um, no, like that was, like everyone was so angry for so long about that, right? Like in these days, not so much. But for so long, people are angry about the trans thing. I have like, I've got like, I have one complaint against the trans community. Just one. And that is that they don't make the sound when they transform. <laughs> uh, 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 like no. Not enough Gen Xers in the crowd. Like, that is a great joke. <laughs> if you watched anything other than the Michael Bay shit. Um, <laughs> Israel-Palestine. I don't care. I don't. I don't know. A lot of people are marching. A lot of people are angry. I, I have, I'm, I'm 45 years old. This stuff has been happening my whole life. These are two groups of people who have been killing themselves my whole life for the only plot of land in the Middle East without oil. Like what are you doing? Like why is that worth fighting? They fight about everything. You know, before this war, the, the biggest fight that was happening all the time was who came up with falafel. They actually fight about that. Israelis and Palestinians fight like who came up with who came up with that food that gives me diarrhea. Fuck off! Like I don't. It tastes horrible. No one should take ownership of that. That is, no, I'm not. I think what I'm at now in my life is I just I just want to die. I just want. <laughs> But, like, a quick death. Like, you know, like, we, like you know, the meteorite that killed the dinosaurs? I want that. Like, I want... You know, like, uh, the, the, like... Because there must have been one dinosaur when that meteorite crested over the horizon. There must have been one dinosaur who looked up and was like, Oh, my God. Thank God. <laughs> now, no one needs to know I don't recycle. Like, and that is... where I am in life. <laughs> um, all right. Let's see. I had... Like, I don't know. I, I thought I'd try some stand-up first and, and, and I think that went... You know, reasonably okay. Um, <laughs> I had more bits here, but I've forgotten them. One of them just, know, just says, don't know how racist you are until you see a hairy Lebanese man in the swimming pool at Northcote Baths. Because <laughs> that's the problem now. I have to, like, my, my, like, one daughter's 14, so she can take herself to the swimming pool now, but now my other child's a baby, so now i got to go back to the public baths? and like and you got to pretend like you that's not pee like that 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 <laughs> like that rainbow shimmer on top of the water is actually natural like the normal water and then and and i don't even mind that by the way i am fine with pretending that these these swimming pools in the public baths are not just you know 90% pee and 10% water like i'm okay with that it's the it's the really hairy guys in the pool that really worry me. And, and I say this as a man who's... Re- you know, I'm South Asian, I'm reasonably hairy, but I, I laser my back. Because I'm a reasonable, responsible man. Like, that is... I worry about other people's impression of my back, and so I, I get that lasered. And there are men who... Nev- you would need a lightsaber. <laughs> there, there are Lebanese men in that pool in Northcutt who could have his Hezbollah firing rockets from the back. Like, that is how... Too specific. That is... <laughs> And we have to go to the Northcote baths, by the way, even though we live in Preston, because Preston doesn't have a bath, because um, you can't have a smoking section in the baths, (laughs) I think. (laughs) Um, All right. Okay. look, I'll I'll stop now. I'll stop talking shit. Um, uh, Just a little bit more uh, crowd work for the TikToks. Uh, uh, where, Where are you from? Sunshine, that sucks, fuck off. And that's good, that's, we, we got that for the TikToks. All right, great, we're gonna use that. I'll go viral, and then don't worry about it. <laughs> I'll be very rich. Um, okay, so here's what's gonna happen. Um, you guys have been amazing so far. Thank you so much, by the way, again, for coming out. We're gonna now do the live News Weekly. I'm gonna read out, uh, the problem is, like it's a little bit less interactive than the, than the stand-up. He walked, wow, that is, no, that's fair enough. Sunshine is amazing. <laughs> It's the laylor of Preston. I don't know. (laughs) That doesn't make sense. Um... (laughs) OK, so here's what's going to happen. I'm going to read uh, the, the script from the from Newsweekly. There's going to be clips that are going to play out. Um, hopefully, you'll find them funny. Some of it is is, is is funny. Some of it is a little bit more serious. I mean, If, if you've heard Newsweekly, you know I try and like, go between the two. Um, and then after that's done, we'll have a Q&A section. And then if we still have time left, then I don't know what we'll do to fill the hour. Um, <laughs> massages. Um, <laughs> alright, okay. So, shall we Newsweekly it up? Yeah. Let's do this. Alright. That sounded like um, cautionary clapping. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't that infused. You are like, <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Okay. So now, alright, let me, so tell me where the mic should be. Mm-hmm. Right about here? Mm-hmm. No, louder, 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 louder. Check, check, check. Audio check, testing, testing, one, two, three, one, one, two, two, three, three. No, no, no. Audio check, testing, testing, one, two, three. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Great. Okay. I also, I need to wear reading glasses because I'm that old now. (laughs) Sorry. you have Sorry? you have lighter? No, I got, I got eye surgery done. This is very interesting. So, (laughs) no, I got, I got what's called a lens replacement surgery where they actually go into your eye, melt your natural lens, replace it with a, it's really cool. Uh, I'm basically bionic. And um, and put a fake lens in, but I still need reading glasses in the dark. Um, and also when I'm looking at porn. <laughs> it's a very weird experience when you're just like, you set up the phone and then you're like... <laughs> anyway. <laughs> all right. You all right? <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, of course. No one wears them for reading. Who reads anymore? <laughs> Okay, so, um, let's do this. Top stories of the week. ABC says diversity a whole lot more. Also, Iran no longer has a problem with Israel, now has a problem with everyone else too. And Trump does Iowa. These caucuses are your personal chance to score the ultimate victory. Over all of the liars, cheaters, thugs, perverts, frauds, crooks, freaks, creeps, and other quite nice people. All that and more on News Weekly. Hello and welcome to News Weekly, where we punch the news in the headlines. Weekly. Weekly. What's up, Gates? News now. Every time there's a major international conflict, Australia manages to somehow get involved in the most embarrassing way possible. The U.S. went to war in Afghanistan, and our legacy is a man drinking out of a prosthetic leg. It turns out we joined the war with Iraq because John Howard gives good oral. Well, so far... With the Israel war on Gaza crossing its 100th day, the Palestinian death toll continuing to rise, the conflict spreading to the West Bank and the hostages still not released, Australia has once again stepped up to the plate with the dumbest controversy possible. So as all of you know, this began several weeks ago when ABC Sydney hired Antoinette Latouf to be a fill-in presenter for five days. Three days into the stint, she was informed by management that she was being fired for posting controversial content to her Instagram. Latouf claimed the firing was a result of a coordinated lobby against her. ABC management denied the claim, said it was a breach of social media policies. The Executive Council of jewelry said it had nothing to do with this. And the rest of the country was surprised to hear ABC Sydney was still a thing. Given its listenership is mostly Sydney Siders scrolling through their AM dial looking for Kylie and Jack. Kyle and Jackie, oh. <laughs> well, just like Nixon was undone by cover up, not the crime. So the ABC is now looking like it might have handled the entire Antoinette Latouf affair with the same management style making, with the same management style that led to and- Andrew Probin being fired, Stan Grant quitting, Noor Heder resigning. The average viewership and listenership of ABC 3 arthritis. Let me do that again. The average viewership and listenership of ABC 3 arthritis cream refills away from the sweet release of death. (laughs) Well, at least one job is secure. Latouf lodged a claim for unlawful dismissal against the ABC saying she was fired on the grounds of, quote, political opinion or a reason that included political opinion and was later expanded to include race due to her Lebanese heritage. Antoinette Latouf was terminated just days into a radio hosting contract back in December. She claimed she was fired on the grounds of political opinion. The ABC has strongly denied claims it was influenced by any external pressure. The ABC responded by saying it isn't racist, with David Anderson releasing an all-staff email that shows how non-racist the ABC is by using the word diversity six times, (laughs) applying the credo of if you say it enough times, it just might become true. That's also their current approach to improving their ratings. In the meantime, a WhatsApp group called the Lawyers of Israel was revealed by The Age, which purported to plan and organize a campaign against Latouf. The most damning part of the leaked WhatsApp messages is this one. It claims to show a response by Aita Buttrose, the current chair of the ABC, confirming her involvement in the firing of Antoinette Latouf as a reaction to the emails she'd received from the WhatsApp group. This is damning. Not just because it marks the first time Aita Buttrose has shown to have any interest in audience feedback, But also, because it points to editorial interference by ABC management, something journalists at the ABC take seriously. Further talks between Latouf and the ABC have been unsuccessful. Now, there's a few things here. The first is that a coordinated letter-writing campaign to demand content changes isn't evidence that Jews control the world. The ABC receives these kind of complaints and demands all the time, mostly from people saying, bring back Red Simons. (laughs) Major corporations do it, politicians do it, and the average viewer does it as well. Q&A, for example, received almost 900 complaints a few weeks ago after an episode hosted by Patricia Carvelis, the only ABC presenter with more shows than Charlie Pickering and Annabelle Crabb combined. (laughs) The lawyers for Israel WhatsApp group's only real crime was not having a better WhatsApp group name. (laughs) Every group I'm in has names like this. And if we know one thing about WhatsApp groups, if there's a Lawyers for Israel, then there's another group called Real Lawyers for Israel, (laughs) where three or four from the main group talk shit about everyone else. (laughs) The problem here is whether or not Aita Butros should be allowing outside influence to then convince her to to demand changes in hiring decisions by managers, and the continued inability of the ABC to defend their own staff. See, I don't think Antoinette Latouf was fired for being non-white. I think it was probably her involvement in a controversial crikey article and her various Instagram posts before her role began, which showed she had a particular bias in this issue. Not the Human Rights Rights Watch one, which is only controversial if you don't know what the word controversial means, (laughs) but others like this one, where she says that while she condemns the rapes of Israeli women by Hamas, she also thinks we shouldn't focus on them because basically all rapes matter. Her bias was known before they hired her. But... Once she was hired, for just five days, the ABC should have backed one of their own and let her complete their short appointment. And it does call into question whether or not local journalists and presenters have, having opinions about international conflicts is okay. What if Raf Epstein suddenly posts on his Instagram that he thinks Russia should withdraw from Ukraine? Isn't that a bias? He isn't doing that, but it's a good thought experiment. Or what if Philip Adams posts stuff critical of Donald Trump all over his Twitter? He has, so we don't need to imagine that. <laughs> there's this, there's that, and there's that. <laughs> See, I don't think Antoinette Latouf was fired for not being white, but it's worth noticing how the white presenters don't get, tend to get fired for the same crimes. And the thing is, it may seem like I'm enjoying making fun of the ABC, but I'm not. I'm, I'm, a little bit, I am, but not... <laughs> I do love it, though. As an institution, I do believe it's vital to the intellectual and moral core of this country. And I also think we can't keep ending up in a situation where the only recourse left for non-white staff at the ABC is to get kicked out or leave under controversial circumstances and end up starting a podcast. (laughs) Mostly because I can't handle the competition. Muddled East news now. You have no idea how long I worked on these animations. (laughs) So stupid. While we focus on how the Israel war on Gaza is making the lives of ABC management more difficult, we might forget that it is an actual war in which thousands of civilians have died while Hamas and the Israeli government try to win the fight over who thinks Gazan lives are most disposable. The war has now crossed 100 days, with the Gaza death toll approaching 24,000. The Israeli army claims about 9,000 of those are Hamas, although both the IDF and the Gaza Health Ministry give no evidence for how they come up with those numbers. But don't question that, because if you do, you're both a Hamas-supporting anti-Semite or a genocide-supporting Zionist, and you should probably give up any dreams of working at the ABC. (laughs) Things are so bad at this point that Piers Morgan has become the single most reliable voice of reason in this conflict.
1: It's now 100 days since Hamas terrorists invaded Israel, raping, killing and kidnapping civilians in a barbaric medieval rampage. Make no mistake, the vile people who took these innocent people as hostages are responsible for the catalyst of horrors we're now witnessing. Prime Minister Netanyahu, pandering to extremists who prop up his government, says nothing not even the International Court of Justice, will stop him. I Israel has a right to defend itself, but it can't be handed a blank cheque signed in Palestinian blood. Israel has dropped almost 30,000 bombs and shells on Gaza in 100 days, eight times more than the US aimed at Iraq in six years of war. It's true that every... Shouldn't Israel learn from those mistakes? And it's true that Hamas is an oppressive, misogynistic terror group which hides in tunnels and uses its people as human shields. But 85% of the entire population has now been displaced. 70% of Gaza's homes and half of its buildings are damaged or destroyed. Only eight of its 36 hospitals are running. Two-thirds of schools and 100 mosques have been damaged by Israel's bombardment. Is destruction on this scale really what it takes to eradicate Hamas? And if the answer is yes... Well, why are they still in charge? When will Israel provide some evidence that it has a plan for life after this war, for the Gazans and for Israel, and that that plan is remotely workable? There are major unanswered questions about
0: this war, with major consequences for the world. That's Piers Morgan. That's the guy who once got punched by Jeremy Clarkson three times, and we cheered for Clarkson. And now he's making more sense and being more reasonable than many people in governments are. South Africa and Israel are currently fighting it out at the International Court of Justice, debating over whether or not Israel has genocidal intent in Gaza. To argue their case, the South Africans have pointed to the many examples of Israeli politicians, military leaders and soldiers on the ground who have repeatedly reiterated their desire to wipe out Gaza and hold all Gazans collectively responsible for Hamas' actions. Israel, in their defense, have argued that basically, yeah, we said those things, but we didn't mean it. Also, when we were doing the things that support what we said, we didn't mean that either. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, who definitely isn't trying to salvage his ratings through this campaign, did take the time out today to help the South African case, which was nice of him.
1: Israel needs security control over all territory west of the Jordan. This is a necessary condition, and it collides with the idea of sovereignty. What can you do?
0: One of Netanyahu's cabinet ministers has even been more explicit, saying Palestinians should be expelled from the Gaza Strip, with Israel occupying the area. Meanwhile, Australian Foreign Minister Penny Wong has made a visit to Israel, offering her support while pledging an aid package for Palestinians and reminding Israel that the settlements of the West Bank are against international law. Which all sounds very impressive, until you discover that even the ABC's correspondent in Israel thinks the trip was basically a waste of time.
1: Uh, but I don't think we're expecting any great surprises from this trip Australia isn't really isn't a major player
0: in this part of the world I think more her visit will be watched from people back in Australia to see what she says but
1: I don't think that there will be any new ground that's necessarily covered here uh,
0: she will not be meeting with Israel's Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu and we've heard already from Jews in Australia who are disappointed that she has called for a ceasefire. And people who are supporting Palestinians
1: in Gaza uh, say that Australia hasn't gone far enough in
0: condemning Israel for the killing of civilians inside Gaza. I I don't think that any of those issues are going to be canvassed too widely. That's a reporter who did not like being woken up to do a report at (laughs) night in the cold outdoors. Maybe next time Penny Wong can just do a Zoom instead of trying to bump up her air miles. (laughs) The fighting in the Middle East is no longer just limited to Israel and Gaza, however. The Houthis, a terrorist group in Yemen, has spent the last two months disrupting global shipping in a bid to get attention to link itself to the Gaza crisis. It's basically the Middle East terror group equivalent of one of those TikTok prank guys who annoy people for the attention. Well... You can start a war in Yemen that has killed over 200,000 people and displaced 4.5 million people but you better not delay my Amazon Prime deliveries which is why America and the UK have retaliated by doing what they do best in the Middle East, which is bomb the living shit out of it. The US
1: says tonight that it is not interested in a war with Yemen, just hours after American and British missiles hit Houthi rebel positions there. Five people were killed and six wounded, but a White House spokesman said President Biden's actions were about preventing any escalation of conflict.
0: America's tried and true strategy there of we bomb the Middle Eastern country to save the Middle Eastern country. As a strategy, by the way, even America doesn't think it's going to work. Are the airstrikes in Yemen working? Well, when you say working, are they stopping the Houthis? No. Are they going to continue? Yes. <laughs> I think he's hoping it's just the thought that counts. <laughs> <laughs> The Houthis, like Hamas, are backed by Iran, which has decided it's sick of this proxy war bullshit and wants to get in on the starting World War III action by itself. The threat of a broader Middle East conflict is growing after Iran fired missiles at Northern Iraq on Monday, targeting what it says was an Israeli spy base. And because that wasn't enough. Now, Iran has carried out another airstrike beyond its borders, this time in neighboring Pakistan. Iranian state media said the strikes hit two sites linked to the militant group Jaish al Adil in the southwestern Pakistani province of Balochistan. And of course, Pakistan has responded to Iran's bombing of its terrorists by bombing its own terrorists inside Iran. <laughs> Let's move on now to Pakistan, which has confirmed it's carried out missile strikes inside Iran targeting militants of Pakistani origin. Basically, in case you can't keep track, <laughs> we currently have fighting between Israel and Hamas in Gaza, Israel and Hezbollah in Lebanon, the Houthis in Yemen and the shipping industry, ISIS versus Iran, which did the bombing there two weeks ago, Iran versus Iraqi Kurds, and now Iran versus Pakistan. And it's just January. YOR news now! <laughs> if you were starting to doubt how bad things are, and maybe thinking that things aren't as bad as they seem, then this next story is your fault. Donald Trump scored a historic win in last night's Iowa caucuses, breaking several records in carrying, get this, 98 of the state's 99 counties in a landslide victory, and he was just one vote away from carrying all 99 Fox News there reminding American viewers that if you add one to 98, you do indeed get 99. Something most American school children wouldn't know because every time they go to school, they get shot. (laughs) By the way, if you minus eight from 99, you get 91, which is how many criminal charges Donald Trump is currently facing. Now, the Iowa caucus is only to decide the first 40 of 1,215 delegates needed by Republican, par- by Republican to win the party nomination. And yes, it's for Republicans only, which is why it's about as white as a lineup of ABC presenters and management. <laughs> then the same people who were paranoid about voting machines being hacked by the Democrats are now counting their votes by pulling them out of a popcorn bag, if you can see there. <laughs> Trump's final count was 51%, with Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley at 2nd and 3rd place, respectively. Vivek Ramaswamy has pulled out of the race, despite running such a stellar campaign strategy, which involved tweeting this before the polls opened in Iowa. There are two genders and no, a man cannot become a woman. Iowa, I'm asking for your vote tonight. (laughs) It turns out both genders didn't vote for Vivek. Trump has hit the campaign trail hard since his victory and is now reminding us that his voters aren't just wowed by the power of his charisma, but also by his oratory. But we're also going to place strong protections to stop banks and regulators from trying to debank you from your, you know, your your political beliefs, what they do. They want to debank you and we're going to debank, think of this. They want to take away your rights. They want to take away your country. The things you're doing, all electric cars, give me a break. If you want an electric car, but they don't go far. They're very expensive. They're going to be made. Make America articulate again? (laughs) And finally, the royal family gets gastro news now. The royal family has just... No one gives a fuck. What we do care about is the 100th News Weekly show. So this, thank you so much, has been the final... Well, not the final. Why did I say final? Jesus, that's weird. The 100th episode of News Weekly. Um, I thought I'd give you a bit of a background on News Weekly. So it's, it's a news satire podcast, for those of you who don't know. Um, you can get it where you get your podcasts. Um, but it's not the first time I've done News Weekly. Um, I st- tried my, fir- my hand at News Satire for the first time in 2005. 2006 and 2007 in Pakistan, uh, I was working as a journalist uh, for a TV channel called Dawn News. And I tried to launch a new satire podcast there called Newsweekly. And I had to dig through a bunch of hard disks and stuff and I found a highlights reel. Um, so this is what the original Newsweekly looked like. In times of crisis, when the world stops making sense, when the fog of war obscures reason and sanity, humanity turns to one man to bring order from the chaos. I'm Sami Shah, and I'm not that man. Standing in the streets, shoulder to shoulder. I'm tired of his beats growing older and older. With the eyes of a hawk, the right hook of a prize fighter, and the brain of a political analyst suffering from dementia. Let's see, am I forgetting anything? Hmm. Whoa. What was that? Did you see that? Someone threw a shoe at me. Whoa. What's going on? Will you people stop throwing shoes at me? Why are you? Again with Kurds on the way to Piggy don't get injured. Remand be bugging, Tati is a bore. You don't scare me with your 144. Don't attacks terrorism. Interest rates on the rise. Stock market falls apart. And Antherene starts to cry. Option A, option B, don't say, option C, we're broke. IMF, someone call the X I'm going to tell you what makes the world tick. So, so that's the original News Weekly. That ran for, I think, two years in Pakistan. Um, and it had very low viewership. Um, uh, uh, only a few million people. Um, that, I'm not even kidding by the way. In Pakistan, that was very low viewership. And I had, like, I think 7 million viewers <laughs> for every episode. Um, but uh, it, it ran for two, two years. And it was going well until one day I made fun of the uh, Pakistani ambassador to the United States um, in a segment on that. Uh, and I forgot that he was the first cousin of the owner of the TV channel. So <laughs> I got fired and the show got canceled. Um, and, and then I, like, I I didn't do news satire professionally for a very long time after that. Um, and then I moved to Australia and I've been living here. And then a, couple, a few years ago, I think during the, during the pandemic, in fact, uh, the Saturday paper, asked me to write a new satire column for them called the gadfly uh and I wrote that about for about a year or so um and then i signed a petition supporting um uh, equal coverage in gaza so i got fired from that <laughs> and 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 then i thought you know what i'm just gonna bring back my own thing like i i, I keep getting fired from these places <laughs> what if i just do it myself no one can fire me and so I started News Weekly, I started this podcast, uh, and at the time, when I fir- my first episode had 17 listeners, um, and 100 uh, episodes later, we've crossed uh, 153,000 downloads, and, uh, and we currently have listeners in all these countries. I don't know who's listening in uh, South America so much, but <laughs> apparently I'm big there. <laughs> I'm going to go to Argentina. And uh, yes, yeah, so that's that's News Weekly. That's the podcast I've been doing. That's the podcast that you've been listening to. Many, some of you support it on the Patreon. No guilt if you don't. It does help pay the bills, but it's fine, whatever. And um, <laughs> but it, it it it's just it's a dumb thing I do, and I and I get to do it, and I, I really appreciate the fact that it, I can't be fired from it. Um, <laughs> so the, the last portion is basically Q and A Q&A thing. Let me start. Down, um, I think we just have a few minutes left. So I got, I, I put out a thing on the podcast saying if anyone has any questions, they can ask them and I'll answer them. Uh, so the first question I got, I got two questions here, and then you can ask any if we have time left. Um, the first question is from Judy, who asked how much time do you have to put into News Weekly, and basically, uh, an, a, an average episode takes about six to eight hours. Um, I usually start on a Friday afternoon and then I work until, like, Friday night uh, because it's a lot of, like, recording, downloading clips, editing clips and scripting and all that. This one, because I put so much video into it, was a two-day operation. So that's why I'm never doing a video Newsweekly again. (laughs) It's the only time I'm doing that. And the second question from Judy is, uh, the red sneakers that you wore on the ABC special, what brand are they? (laughs) They're very snazzy and I think my nephew would like a pair. So... (laughs) Um, the red sneakers Judy's asking about are the ones that were in the Australian Story um, episode about myself and my partner Kylie. Um, so those are the ones. And uh, I had to go and look up where I got them from. Uh, they are Adidas uh, Drop Set 2 trainers. Uh, I didn't pay 200 by the way. That's crazy. I got them at $100. And even that is way more expensive than I normally spend on sneakers. I've worn them twice. Um, once for that Australian Story episode, and one more time when I was feeling brave. And I don't know why I bought them. They were like a midlife crisis cry for help. I think <laughs> they're like I, I, I can't afford a, uh, a Ferrari, so i like I'll get red sneakers, and I don't do them. Um, all right, so that's. Thank you for my notes. All right, excellent. Thank you, Judy. And the other question is from Lindy, who asks, "What will come after capitalism?" Will it be an age of respect for the planet and reparation, or will it be nothing human because the capitalists keep hold of their wealth until, it, until we are all cooked? Which is a lot more serious than I thought the question would be. And personally, I'm hoping for the barter system. Um, I think I would do well in a barter economy. I'm not doing well in a capitalist economy, I'll tell you right now. I think barter, um, mostly my body is what I'd be selling. But I think there's a good market for that. <laughs> if you're into hairy Pakistani men. No, I don't know. I laser. No. I don't know why I'm setting... Anyway. Um, any questions? <laughs> anyway, yes. Okay, wh- what's your name? Sarah. Sarah. Thank you so much, Sarah. Uh, you've got two daughters. Yes. You have big aspirations for them. What hope do you have, given the shape of the world and the direction that we're going? in? a um, question. Yeah, I know marry rich <laughs> do the mistake I didn't do um, globally, you know. globally survive I don't know like I'm, I'm kind of hoping I wish I'd taught them uh, like self defense skill I, I mean, the older one she's done for she's 14 she grew up in Melbourne she's soft she's weak she can't fight well at all she's not a good runner either I think when the Mad Max apocalypse comes she's done for I'm hoping the younger one is going to be tough ta- I'm going to teach her how to use a machete now um <laughs> And I think that's my hope, is that she survives that. But honestly, I, I don't what hope do you, like? What hope for the world, I guess. What hope for the world? Yeah. That is too vast a question for a podcast host. <laughs> um, I hope the world listens to Newsweekly and joins my Patreon for $5. Um, I don't know. I think things will keep getting worse, and, and, but we're frogs in boiling water, and we can't tell. Question. What name. Adil, you're South Asian. I am. Adil. Why didn't you say you were South Asian when I asked you? <laughs> South Asians are fucking sneaky, by the way. We never let people know shit. Yeah. Yes. What do you want, Adil? <laughs> so, um,
1: the question is uh, about this depth of nuance. So, you know, Palestine, Gaza, mm-hmm. the
0: question comes up. It's always, you know, you just go from one to the other. Yes. Like black or white. There's nothing in the middle or even like close to the middle. Um, Yeah, maybe. Do you anything? I mean, so you are you asking, like, what... Do I think that's bad? I think it's bad. Mm. <laughs> like, uh, like, so I, uh, there are places where nuance is happening. Like, there's a few, like, there's a couple of some podcasts I listening to which I found have been very helpful, books I've read, a few, like, columns here and there um, that I think John Lyons is doing a good job um, at the ABC. Before he gets fired, um, <laughs> I think. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I think, for example, um, I like there, there, there are really good commentators in Israel that I've been reading on, on uh, even on Times of Israel and uh, Haaretz, Um as well as historians like Tom Segev and, 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 and the, uh, I can't remember his name now, the, the journalist who wrote Rise Up and Kill. He's a really good journalist. He did a piece for the New York Times recently. I think they're doing good stuff. I think on the other side, Palestinian side as well, there's some really uh, like thoughtful people doing the thing of like Hamas is bad. The Israeli current Netanyahu government is bad. We need to figure out something else. I think that stuff is happening. I think it is emblematic, you're right, of like a bigger problem where we don't do nuance anymore. But I, I don't know. Because everyone's always like, oh, the world's shit now. I don't know if that's true. I feel like, did we ever? Everyone's always like, in my day, when my parents read newspapers, they all had nuance. Did they? Like, have you read heard their opinions as well? Like, <laughs> no one did nuance. Nuance is not a thing. They, I, I can guarantee you, like, Aristotle and Socrates were like, no one does nuance anymore. And it's like, <laughs> have this drink until like, he died. Like, that's... They used to kill each other over different points of view then. Like, that is, I don't know. I think if you want nuances out there now, and you can go and get it. But more likely, it's up to you and it's a personal responsibility. And we're tired. I haven't slept in two days. You didn't give a shit about nuances. Someone right now was like, What do you think about X? I was like, I hope you all die. Leave me alone. Like, that is, that's what happens. You're tired, and life catches up to you. I think we have time for one more question. Yeah. Yes, all right. One last question. Anyone? Uh I oh, know oh, oh, Belinda, I know you. You can ask me over dinner. Oh, it's fine. No, 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 no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> one last question over there. Uh, what name? Um I'm Megan. I'm Megan, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Uh I can't for the life of me remember the name of the podcast that you wrote, but I loved it. It was a fictional story. Oh, The Mist. Yes. Um, at Audible. Yes. Okay. Um yeah. thank you. Yeah, yes. Loved it. And I was wondering, do you have any other plans for any fictional? Oh, um so if uh, Megan's asking about The Mist, it's M I S S E D, not M I S T. Um, I wish it was pronounced The Missid, um, but <laughs> it makes it easier. Anyway, um, so The Missid is a podcast that uh, I did for Audible, um, and it uh, just float my own boat here. I don't like doing this, by the way, ever, but you put me in the spot. So, it's, so it just won the award at the Australian Podcasting Awards for Best Fiction has been nominated at the Australian uh, Writers Guild Award. Um, uh, it, it's, it's, an, it's a radio play. I love radio plays. Nobody listens to them anymore, but I love them. It's an old format, and um, I think Orson Welles did, like, bad to their reputation radio plays, and <laughs> they haven't really recovered since then, but mine doesn't start a nationwide panic. Um, uh, I do have another one, and it's currently floating. They're, they're not cheap to make, it turns out. Like, you've got to get actors and cast and, and production studios and stuff, and these things, like, I love podcasting because I can do it just at home with this, but once you involve other people, it gets expensive. So, there's another one floating around, uh, and if you, anyone has a few hundred thousand dollars that they want to invest in it, uh, called Fremantle Productions, they're trying to find a buyer for that. Uh, but yeah, I've, I've, got, I've, I've got several more that I want to do, but who knows? Yeah, Australian media landscape is weird, though that way. Like there's like really good stuff that happens always on the margins, and I feel like some of the best TV shows and things are like that as well. So yeah, um, but if you all stop watching reality TV shows, it might help. Um, <laughs> I think we're done. This is crazy. Um I thought I, I was like I'll have forty minutes to fill. There'll be n- everyone will be like, This guy's so unprofessional and, and you're probably still thinking that he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you so much. That's fair enough. Absolutely. No, I, I agree. Um Thank you so much for coming out. This is absolutely bananas to me. This episode will go out, I, I think, tomorrow or day after, depending on how quickly I can edit it on the News Weekly feed. If you aren't listening to News Weekly, please subscribe to it. Um, join the Patreon if you want to. If you don't want to, that's fine. It's up to you how to live your life. I'm not going to tell you. Go and uh, like and subscribe. And on the I, I, Whatever. Um, <laughs> hey, you guys have been absolutely great. Please, thank you very much. Give yourselves a big round of applause. And... Can we have the music? (laughs) Join me next week where we'll punch the news in the headlines weekly.